got it. Hello. Hey, brother. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Let me just sort out a few other things. Mm -hmm. uh... I got a lot going on today, too. On my yeah, yeah. I was desktop. like, uh... <laughs> hold up. Technology. You gotta love it and you gotta hate it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna have no webcam because uh, my you don't camera's running out of battery. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's an audio podcast. I record the video just for posterity's sake. And um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool, my man. Yeah. So to get things started, welcome, my friend, to a little bit of synergy. This is uh, my show. Yes. Yes. It's. Uh, I feel very honored to be on this podcast. Great to have you because you're my first intercontinental guest. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, you know, I've never been outside my borders before. <laughs> so it's that pretty cool, to, uh, cool to, uh, to collaborate with somebody that's outside my borders. So it's, it's pretty cool. I actually haven't talked to anyone outside of Australia since the, the, the lockdowns that I've been having over this side of town, literally mm -hmm. like the entire of 2021 was kind of wasted for me. And I was like, God damn, what am I going to do with my life now? You know, <laughs> really? It was that bad. Um, huh? Yeah. I mean, it, it literally felt like a lot. I was, I lost like two years of my life. Like mm. I could have been using that two years for like creative purposes, but I couldn't do any of those because we had the constant lockdowns and, you know, it doesn't help with like the, a lot of protests that's happening on my side of town. So it's like, you know, it's uh, it's, it's kind of hard, but you know, it's it's not it's not all that bad, you know. Protests, really, mm. like civil unrest. Uh, I mean, you you know, you've got two sides of the spectrums. You've got people who are anti-vaxxers, and you've got people who are, you know, you got to be vaxxed or else you'll die, kind of thing. And mm -hmm. you know, look, uh, with me, like, do whatever you want to do, you know. Mm -hmm. Personally. You know, I've got my own opinions. I've got my own way of living kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. I keep that stuff to myself. But, like, yeah. these people, you know, they, uh, the, the, like, I, I am 100% uh, behind protests. You know, I agree that people need to have, you know, freedom of speech and stuff. But mm -hmm. with the, but then, like, it, it gets to the point where you, you, uh, you're affecting the community as a whole. And when you do that, it, it, it kind of, uh, you're kind of missing the message that you're trying to, Mm -hmm. protests you know like uh in, uh in australia especially in melbourne like we've got like in melbourne we've got a bunch of protests every weekend you like we have like you know vegan activist protests you got uh anti-vaxxer protests you got i don't know uh, any protest you can think of under the sun you, you there'll probably be a protest for that i don't know there could probably be a dildo protest you know i'm like <laughs> you know there's literally any protest you can think of there's there's a protest in melbourne for it and it's like wow. every other state you don't really get any <clears throat> protests but only in melbourne you get like the most like you get protests every single weekend and everybody's like do people in melbourne even work did they even have a job <laughs> and it's like yeah like i remember uh, uh, there was a uh, a circus near where i used to work and there was like this island like in the in the middle of the road and you had a bunch of vegans just there protesting against the animal stuff. And I'm like, man, that's a that's <laughs> good job, man. Good, like, props to you. But yeah, but like, um, 
Yeah, just like, uh, I think that, like this past year we had like the anti-vaxxers. Those guys were pretty brutal because like, you know, like, you know, believe whatever you want to believe in, but you know, the numbers are pretty solid with how things are going with the world. And, you know, like COVID's a pretty, like I try not to use that word too much, but just that, just that's just been kind of crippling literally the whole world for like the last two years. And I'm thinking like, you know, like it's pretty solid evidence. It's pretty solid facts, but these anti-vexers are like kind of, uh, you know, just don't want to believe it. They don't want anything to do with it. And then they're like, you know what? I'm just going to be a public nuisance. And literally like, I think one of the protests that we had a couple, a couple months ago, they literally, none of them were, you know, social distancing. None of them were, you know, wearing masks and stuff. And next thing you know, like there was a break, a COVID breakout. And then they're like, oh, it's the government. And I'm like, shut up, man. <laughs> like, I remember, I also had like an actor that I was, I was filming a, a, a microfilm for, you know, just cause like, I want to try to at least get some films done before the end of the year. And this guy comes onto the set. He's like, you know, not vaxxed at all. And he's telling me like, oh, I don't believe in this vax stuff. Right and I'm like, Oh shit! Like I was like thinking like at first like at the audition he was like fine, but then when he walks up to set, he was just half-assing his lines and stuff, and then he just started like really shoving down his political views. And I'm like, oh, man, like yeah. in a creative sense, you know, you, you, like I just want to just collaborate creatively. I, I don't care about politics and stuff, but like mm. when you start like really doing that into our creative work, it really makes it really hard to really do anything creatively but you know like it is what it is and like uh, that that film is pretty unreleasable now <laughs> man that's uh that's not cool but you wow. know i mean that, that's that's kind of like you kind of know it as a, a creative person as well like we, every time you we're, we're i guess we're all our, our own worst critic when mm -hmm. it comes to our craft and it's like to other people when they look at your films or look at your, your music and stuff they're like oh it's fine but like us like we're kind of like oh man like i don't like that and then we scratch it and then we have to re like re, re you know we go back at it again i mean that's for me personally i'm not sure about you but like with me where every time i look at a scene i'm like oh that's weird man i've got to go back and try to make some adjustments and they're like minor adjustments but for me it makes a big difference but for other people they're like no nah, no, I don't see any difference, you know. So. Shit. Did you, uh, did you get the email I sent you just now? Email? Yeah. Let me have a look at it right now, my man. Ooh, I just got it. Yes. You'll notice that that's, that's uh, the name of the song. It's, it's the, okay, I, uh, I put a lot of love into these podcasts, and generally I write a new track for each episode. Yeah. Today, today's has an Aboriginal feel to it because of oh, very good because of you, and my gaze, <laughs> my guest. Um, <laughs> but by the way, I haven't actually introduced yet my my uh, my friend, my uh, my guest here today is Ben. Am I saying this right, Gwen's Gwen? Is that correct? Uh, just call me Ben Happy Cuz. That that that'll work. Okay, Ben Happy Cuz. There we uh, go. I like my, it. My. Uh, Friend I met on uh, the Wisdom app. Um, yes. Oh man, that that app is really really good at like like connecting podcasters and like creative people together. Like uh, it's insane how like I've been able to connect with different other podcasters just through that app, and it's pretty cool because 
it's also a way to get your show out there and also connect other people to other people and it's yeah. like so cool man like I, I enjoy using the app like every time i'm on twitch and stuff i just turn on the, the wisdom app and i'm just like yeah man i'm just vibing man like that app is i'm surprised nobody's like it's not as big as it should be you know so i'm really like really well, want to hammer it in man i'm i'm yeah i'm plugging it here i uh, I'm, i enjoy the wisdom app much more than stereo much more than um what's the other one that i used to use uh well just that kind of medium is is really i'm really picky with because i uh I like to talk with like-minded people, and I don't like to talk with people that are just there to hear their, themselves talk or, you know, or just bouncing ideas off of one person and they don't really have a lot of room for an audience. Mm -hmm. um, wisdom's good because it, it, it gathers, you know, like-minded people, and and I've just found it to be more cerebral. And Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But my back to my uh, the email I sent you. It has today's tonight's cut, as it is tonight or late evening where I am. Uh, <laughs> tonight's cut you'll notice is is entitled "Prayers for Rain Number Three, and um, it should actually be called Number Thirty, because <clears throat> that's just my third major uh, retake. Uh, I haven't. I haven't submitted it for a final mastering yet, but um, yeah, worst critic, definitely. I've I've been work. I started working on that about nine o'clock this morning, and it's it's five o'clock now, and I'm I'm still not <laughs> yeah. satisfied with it. <laughs> no, I, I can guarantee you that like other people who are gonna listen to it, they're gonna just they're not gonna think too much of it. They're gonna be like, oh yeah, this is a vibe, you know. But <laughs> I, I totally get you when when you're like, ah, oh, I can you can hear you know like just like. They're not flaws, but they're just like to you. They're just like imperfections, and you're just like, mm. oh man, you know, really? like oh man. I I remember when I used to film like wedding videos as well. Mm -hmm. Like you just want it to be perfect, you know, just because mm -hmm. like you know that's like a one-off, you know, occasion event for like couples and stuff. And like I remember when I was editing them, editing them, like I put so much effort. I was like, I spent like I don't know, like seventy-two hours mm -hmm. straight just trying to like perfect it and stuff. Yeah, and then I sent it to them. Right, and they're like, "Oh, this is great!" And then they put on the Instagram and they put a filter on it, and oh, I'm like, man. "Oh man, come Where do you on!" Get the right. You know, it's like it's like literally they, um, you know, if you give a music piece to like, uh, you know, McDonald's for example for the ad uh, advertisement campaign, and they add farts to it. That's literally what they did to my my work, and I'm mm. like, "Oh man," you know. So like, yeah. But you know, like nowadays, like, you know, I, I know the social media is just changing now. So like literally, you don't even need filmmakers anymore. Like mm -hmm. you literally got TikTok to do everything for you. And I'm TikTok. like, this is bullshit, you know? Like I mean, like uh, sorry if I'm swearing, but like no, no, it's open forum, brother. You, okay, you, sweet. Because like, oh man, like TikTok is like now I'm on TikTok because I got banned on YouTube for <laughs> you know going against their guidelines. Look, I, I understand why guidelines are you know uh, put in place and stuff, but. You can't just, especially on YouTube right now, oh man, I'm having a lot of issues with YouTube because there's a lot of double standards on YouTube that's like what's acceptable, what's not acceptable kind of thing. All mm -hmm. right, so I can agree that, all right, maybe reviewing porn on YouTube is probably a, the worst idea to do, yeah. you know? But I was doing that, you know, just to see where the guidelines are, right? Mm -hmm. And then my channel got taken down. But next thing you know, you've got guys that are literally putting pedophile, like pedophilia content on YouTube 
and that's a that's acceptable and i'm like wait oh, come on man so like now i'm just like completely off the platform I'm, I'm not i don't want anything to do with youtube right now like i'll go on it to watch videos but as a content creator it's just it's just not not worth my time to yeah. like even put my stuff on youtube and i noticed on tiktok it's a lot easier because like you know it's very accessible very acceptable uh, accessible and also like people these days have got shorter attention span so mm -hmm, literally mm -hmm. if you just do like two second clip on tiktok you can get like thousands of views that way and it's yeah. just, it's insane how like people like 10 15 years ago i remember when i used to make short films and stuff mm -hmm. they were like five to ten minutes and people used to be able to watch their like enjoy that content but if you released a 10 minute short film nowadays i realized that they're gonna watch probably the first 20 seconds of it and then they'll click off and i'm like definitely that's like it's not even cool man because like 20 seconds you're only gonna get like not even the plot or the core story elements of that film and stuff and then like when they like just click off and then they watch some fucking 12 year old girl doing a shaking her ass on camera that's mm. like more entertaining for them and i'm like what the fuck's going on with, yeah. with social media so like i'm thinking i'll like this year like because i'm like basically starting from scratch all over again you know i'm just going to be focusing on like twitch stuff and also kind of try to uh i don't know see if i can uh add some innovations to tiktok where i'm gonna just see if i can do a, like a mini web series on the TikTok platforms, but like do a, you know, film elements with the formula of TikTok. But I don't know if it's going to work, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you never know if you don't try, you know, but, but man, like you, social you talk, media is just strange. You talk about uh, attention spans being whittled down to nothing. I mean, I, I see the analytics. I get analytics on, I'm, I'm sure you do too, on your, your the stuff you put out and you produce and put out. And it irks my soul to, to look and see where people, they'll, they'll load my show and then they'll cut it off after the yeah, first couple of minutes. Well, it yeah, takes, yeah. I, I put 10 minutes worth of music into my intros, you know, and, and, and that's just insulting, yeah. you know? And then I see, you know, pe some people will actually fast forward past the music and pick up in the content. Well, you know, that's great. That's fine if, if that's what you're there for, you know? I mean, I'm glad you just, I'm glad that they showed up for one. I don't, I'm not there to waste anybody's time, but it is a complete work. You know what I mean? Yes, of course. I, I, I don't spend a whole lot of time editing my, uh, like this right here will pretty much, is, is pretty much what you're gonna hear as far as the audio. I, I, I like it. I like raw, like just it's raw. raw and it's like very, it's genuine. It's coming from a genuine place. I like that. Exactly. I know a lot of like, don't get me wrong. I love Joe Rogan. I mm -hmm. love that guy, mm -hmm. me but too. his podcast is way too overproduced and it's yeah. just like, you can't, I can't get a genuine connection with that guy. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, it, it also, cause like, cause podcast, it, it's not the hardest thing in the world yeah, you just gotta yeah. have the right equipment for mm -hmm. it <laughs> for, yeah. that guy literally has four people working behind the scenes just for that one guy and it's yeah. just like man that's just that's just a little overkill <laughs> just for a little a, a medium that is just a podcasting just literally talking to a microphone but no you're right know, like, uh, yeah man podcasting reminds me of like pirate radio you know <laughs> it's just it's just it all this whole thing began as an idea for me, an idea to, to document the uh, a friendship that I've got with my best friend. He and I have known each other for over 30 years now. 
we you know we grew up together we, we we've been i say we've been having one long conversation now for decades it just keeps going and keeps going and i wanted something and we learned music together we learned how to play our instruments you know we taught each other everything we know by figuring it out together and and you know we grew up we we got married we got kids now we both have grandkids we're both in that same state of life stage in life so it's it's a documentary you know that's that was the whole idea behind the podcast it, but it's not something that i i want to grow into like like the, when this, when this stops being fun and becomes drudgery i'll stop yeah you know? for sure for sure yeah i totally get you because like uh, i noticed like like especially like with film projects and stuff like when you get into something that's creative like you want to come in it with like a fun and like just like a, a driven like uh, mentality because if you go in there like you, especially i've got friends that work in like television and stuff mm -hmm. and like creatively they're like very like switched on creatively they, they can come up with ideas and stuff but when there's constantly like like higher ups who's telling them that their idea is not good enough and all that it's just it really stumps them and it's like they just like it's just a drag for them and they can't because they're getting paid for what they're doing so mm -hmm. they can't say no so yeah. that's why it's like you know it's like really hard for them and also like with me like i only do like because nowadays like you know i'm getting older and stuff and you know like reality is kicking in but i still do the creative stuff i just do it as just a hobby for now because mm -hmm. you know i'm i've got other stuff to deal with but like with me like with creative stuff now like i do it for for fun i do it because mm -hmm. i want to do it because like yeah. i know like years ago when i used to like work on films and stuff like when like i i just want to like produce something and just like you know uh show people showcase mm -hmm. it to people but mm -hmm. like it got to the point where like I was on the grind, like, you know, like creative people, once we're on the grind, we can't stop. And with me, like, I know, I knew one of my projects weren't, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to succeed, but I still kept going and I just wanted to at least finish it. So at least I've had something for my portfolio at least, yeah. but like it literally dragged the whole crew down because of like, we were mentally, we were like, this is, this is a fucked project. We can't, mm -hmm. there's nothing to save it. But like with me, because like I have an optimist mindset, I'm like, we can do it, we can do it. But mm -hmm. with the equipment we had, with the time we had, with the budget we had, it was like literally impossible. I mean, mm -hmm. if we had like more time, I reckon like we would have at least pulled off something semi-decent, but it was just not going to work. So like that's why like now I like with like my filmmaking stuff, like uh, like especially my production company now, mm -hmm. like I'm not okay. like I'm not going to commit to something when I'm not too sure how, you know, especially like with the virus going around, I'm not too sure. I'm not going to commit to something where it's going to stump my production. Like that's why like right now I'm just going to work on like personal stuff, but mm -hmm. yeah, man, like it's just like, it's creative people. We're, like I said, like we were talking about before, like we're our, our, we're our own worst critic and it's just, it, it can't, it's good, but it also hinders us like creatively in the long run. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm in an interesting spot right now. Obviously, this is not my this is my hobby. This is not something that I do <clears throat> full time. Um, mm. um, but uh, I've got a production company that or a, a record label that's looking at one of my tracks, which is really interesting to me because I I just put it up on SoundCloud and, and somebody discovered it. Yeah, and, uh, and they've they've been on me about it lately. They 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 want to produce me 
as a teen, a young man, that the idea of being getting a records label is, you know, that would have yeah, altered big. the, the course of my life. Yeah, yeah. Now, the only the only thing right now standing between me and that is is uh, whether or not I want to sink fifty bucks into letting them master it or not. I've mm. I've I've done all of my mastering. I've got it. I don't know. I don't know if you've heard any of my music or not, but I'm I'm real. I'm all about my dynamics and my low end. I like the punch. I like yeah, yes. I like stuff to come screaming at you when it's time to do that. And I and I don't I don't necessarily like other people messing with my shit. Yeah, um, I get you, man. And I, so I'm, I mastered it down for them and uh, submitted it back to them, and and they are like, yeah, we're gonna pass on this one. Um, but if you, if you're still interested, if you know, you can, you can always take us up on our offer, and and we'll master it for you. And I just know if I do that, I'm gonna get something that's neutered, that's that's you know just gets got its balls cut straight off of underneath it. Yeah, yeah. And and it's not gonna gonna be what I set out for it to be yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like i get you man because it's also like um like uh because i also do professional wrestling on the side every mm. now and then like i always go in the ring i do my thing but like i i remember when my wrestling promotion started bringing producers for matches because with my matches i usually i like to tell stories in my matches where because essentially wrestling is you know, it's fake. Everybody knows wrestling is fake, yeah. but it's all about the choreography and stuff. But it's also about like when I go into it, I think about storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think about like if you're the bad guy, you want the crowd to hate you, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you got to do things psychologically in the ring to make the crowd be like, "Oh, I fucking hate that guy." <laughs> you know, I hope that good guy in that ring comes back and bite his dick off or something, <laughs> right? Like that's like literally what wrestling's all about, kind of thing. But like right. when I when yeah, but when these producers started coming in. Right, they they really start like literally trampling over your ideas for matches. Like, mm-hmm. I'll have an idea and a concept where I'm like, all right, I think this is going to be good because later in the match, it's gonna make the crowd really hate you. But when the good guy starts fighting back, they're gonna be behind, be really behind the good guy, and then it's gonna. And once the good guy wins, everybody's gonna be behind him. But the producers, they're like, nah, that's that's shit idea, and then they'll start trampling all over your creative work. And then once you listen to them and you do the match and you get like a sub, like a very mediocre response, the mm-hmm. producer's like, oh shit, yeah, we should have listened to you. And I'm like, <laughs> what? But you're <laughs> the ones that told us to do X, Y, Z because you said that this is going to work because, you know, your higher up said this was going to work. And then look, look what the results came out as. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, look, I understand why you need producers or record labels or like, um, you know, uh, what you call uh, production studios because like they like you know they've got a higher name they've got they're able to grant you budgets and stuff mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. especially for like you know films and stuff but like I know I got a friend who is um, who's an artist and like uh, his name's Sai but like mm-hmm. like he refuses to go to record labels because like he's had many he has many stories where record labels they end up just literally taking your work and then they'll like literally turn it into shit or turn it into whatever they want it to be, and then they'll release it. And the reason why they do it is so that it's marketable for radio or mm-hmm. marketable for a larger audience so that, you know, it's easier to consume and stuff. Like, that's why, like, with me, I refuse to listen to radio music. I listen to, indie, like, all the indie stuff or, mm-hmm. like, people who don't really have record labels because mm-hmm. I, I just love the raw element of their music. Me too. And that's, like, the thing about me. And also, like, the thing about art is it's for everybody. It's also, it's also subjective, like... 
anybody can like anything you know if you like radio music then you know whatever you know like that's what you like but like just with the like the indie stuff and just like the the underrated artists as well mm. like those guys like just they bring a different element and it's like it's always different you know mm. like i noticed with like uh with what you call like um, radio music they're all very much the same mm-hmm. and it's like and right now they like to me like modern day music it's all like just white noise to me and yeah. it's just i just can't listen to it like it literally hurts my head listening to like you know like whatever's on the radio like especially that like that artist the kid leroy man i can't listen to that guy's music because like man it's just it's all been done before you know like he's trying to be like i get he's trying to probably bring back the emo phase music into the modern day but like man it's all been done before you know so i don't know i I just i'm not a big fan of like just the modern day music I'm not either, and that's that's what troubles me about this track that I, that they're wanting to release is it's really not a good cross section of what I do as an artist. It's mm. a it's a breakbeat song. It's it's something that I was experimenting with, brother. I've yeah. been I've been I've been a musician for most of my life, but I've been doing sound synthesis and re- home recording for a year now. Mm. No, that's it. My son uh, got me a synthesizer last year for Christmas, and yeah, I. For sure. And I went nuts with it, and um, oh, it's been wonderful. I, I've I've been able to to get more expression, and and hell, before that, I probably only had about five songs and from my lifetime that were actually something that I could that was concrete that I had that I could say that was me, you know. I I just didn't record anything, <clears throat> and and I I wasn't taking it serious, but. Since uh, since my son got me this this get up, it's just grown and grown. <clears throat> but that track I wrote sounds like something that you'd hear. It's it's kind of EDM, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm not an EDM artist at all. Mm. I couldn't tell you the first EDM artist there is. Uh, I've I've never been to a rave in my life. Mm-hmm. But this song might fit one. The rest of the stuff I write, it, it's the idea is to find categorization. It's whatever I'm feeling that day. And I listen to, um, and I always have listened to just a, a, a myriad selection of mainly deep cuts. I don't like, uh, everybody says I listen to everything. Or everybody says I listen to a broad, a whole lot of different this and that, everything. A broad selection. Yeah. And, and you get to talking to them, and that means they like country and they also like top 40. Okay. And that's fine because I I'm, I can find something in both of those areas that I like as well. Yeah. But to file me down as an artist and and put me in that, they're going to expect more of that kind of music from me. I'm I'm scared I'm going to disappoint because because um, my music's very esoteric, and I and I write it for me, you know. Yeah, I, sure. sure. I, I I don't I really don't care if I ever make a penny doing it because it's uh it's just it's such good therapy mm. you know yeah like i get i totally get you man because like that's literally <clears throat> like for artists and stuff like for me i i do it because i like it and also mm. i do it because there's essence of myself that's put into my work yes that's why i do it but like i remember i i joined a filmmaking group page on facebook and 
I like it because it actually gets you exposures for your films. Like you put it there and, you know, like people acknowledge you. They also give you feedback and stuff for your films. But it started getting to the point where these people on these chats are like, oh, is it worth being a filmmaker if you're not getting paid kind of thing? And that, I, I really hate that mindset because it's like mm. we all do it because we genuinely love films. Like mm. we do it because we watched, you know, a Wes Anderson movie or we watched a Al Pacino movie kind of thing. And we watch it because like we're like, oh, shit, like, uh, like I want to be that guy behind the camera or I want to be that actor kind of thing. But when people come on and they're just like, oh, yeah, we're not getting paid. It's not worth anything. It's like, why bother doing this art form, you know? Mm -hmm. like, you may as well just do, like, something else other than this because the main driving force for me when it comes to film or anything creative is it's coming from a creative mindset or it's coming from, like, a genuine fun place, you know? Yeah. And, like, because, like, I remember when I was on, on a movie set, uh, like, not a movie set, but a TV show set, and man, like the stress levels are like way higher. And I get it because it's like you're trying to go for TV. You're mm -hmm. trying to like make sure everything's un like, you know, within your budget and stuff. But man, like that is just, I, I can't, I probably couldn't do it. But like, it's just a lot of, it just seems like a lot of stress and stuff that's put onto those large budget sets. But mm -hmm. with like the smaller budget stuff, like the creative film stuff, like you got more creative freedom. That's what I see. And like you should just utilize that creative freedom to just express your art, and you know that, that's what I do. But like uh, when I see people that just like they they they're just doing it for the paycheck and stuff, like that's just it shouldn't come from there, you know. Yeah, but that, me, that's that's what I think. Let me ask you this: uh, Do you love your craft so much that you that you're always uh, that your first thought when you when you make some cash is the, is the Put more money into what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. So that that makes you an artist. Yeah. You know? Man, I remember. I remember. I got my first paycheck for my wedding, like mm -hmm. wedding gig, and I literally just spent it on another camera and right. I spent it on other accessories and stuff. And then, like, like I think my camera gear is nearly five grand worth of just camera gear and equipment. And mm -hmm. people look at me and they're like, "Oh, you're a crazy person," you know. And I'm like. This is probably what Elon people thought about Elon Musk, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I think he's a crazy motherfucker, right? Yeah, yeah. But but man, whatever that guy's doing, man, he's like he's really like got it sorted for himself for life, you know. And yeah. look, like like uh, the saying "crazy equals genius." Like, hey, man, like we look like mad scientists with our craft and stuff, but mm -hmm. hey, man, like we just do it because we love it. Like we don't think about other people as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what do you do nine to five? Nine to five. I, uh, I used to be a, a baker and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just doing like, you know, early hours shifts or late hours, like, you know, 10 PM to like early in the morning and stuff. Mm -hmm. Now we'll just work at a South American bakery joint. Mm -hmm. Like it's good. That, it's funny. Cause like, uh, I used to hate just going to work and stuff. But like now when I've changed jobs to like this new joint, like everybody's treating you well. And it's like, wow, when you work at a place where everybody actually treats you good and like everybody actually like genuinely cares about you at the workplace, you actually enjoy your work a lot more. And I was like, wow, people that, a boss that actually gives a shit, a boss that actually looks after you, a boss that lets you drink tequila at work, what? You know, it's like, you know, it's pretty, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, sometimes it gets a little crazy at my workplace, but 
you know, like it, it's pretty cool that like I get to like, you know, at least work somewhere where I can enjoy being there. And I, I actually enjoy like, you know, your craft as well. Like they, they enjoy my like my content creating and film stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So they're like, hey, you should come and film stuff at the bakery. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll definitely do it. <laughs> great, it's great stuff, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What do you do for, for full-time, though? I, uh, I work for Apple. Apple? Yeah. Yeah, all right. I um, like yeah, tech, okay. tech support. Oh, very good. Very good. Oh, I've got an iPhone. You can help me out as well. <laughs> I certainly can. I can very give good. you the 1-800 number, and I can point you in the right direction on Sunday. <laughs> very good. Very good. It's all about no. the connections. <laughs> I, can, I can totally help you with whatever. Um, yeah, sweet. I, I enjoy my job, but I, I um, is it part of my five-year plan? No. You know? Mm, mm. No. Because, um, uh, to be honest, uh, you know, I'm going to contradict myself here, but uh, I, I'd like to be doing something a little more honed in on my craft in the next yeah. five years. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. My wife tells me constantly, she's like, you're the best musician I know. You're so talented. You're awesome. Don't quit your night job. You know, let's not do that yet. You know, and I can yeah. appreciate. I appreciate that she keeps me in line. She. Nah, that, that's cool. Like, it's always good to have that person to support you. Mm -hmm. Like, just even though, like, you know, they can't physically see you in that spotlight yet, but they can, like, they at least if they have that faith in you, and that really, it really pushes you to that point. Like, because I, I have a bad history with ex girlfriends where they're mm -hmm. like. They always like, oh, don't do film. That's not gonna make you money and shit. And you know, they're like, oh, you should, you know, do a shit job just to, you know, pay for my dresses and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man, I had like bad, bad like histories with girls and stuff. But like, my current girlfriend now, man, she's like, oh, like the polar opposite to like all these girls I used to be dating. Like, That's this girl, good. she's like, if you want to do film and you want to do whatever you want to do, just do it. You know, like, don't be, a, don't be a fucking bum. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I needed that. You know, it, it's cool because, like, you know, like I let her do whatever she wants to do. She lets me like do what I, whatever I wanted to do mm -hmm. in, in relationship. Because I also do a podcast with my girlfriend called Couples oh. Talk. I'm just gonna plug Is that. that right? Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, like, shout yeah, out. Know. Yeah, yeah. Shout absolutely. out to your girlfriend. Shout her out. <laughs> yeah. So we we got a podcast going. Where we just talk about couples stuff and okay you know we like she's also like studying in the medical field so she oh. literally, literally like educates people on the podcast about medical diseases and stuff and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's pretty interesting as well i don't know shit about the medical stuff but it's always good to come out like a little bit smarter <laughs> yeah yeah so it's, it's cool and you know but yeah well, that's like, that's good i mean the fact that you've got a a girlfriend that's supportive enough to where you're actually confident enough to offer other people advice on a uh, in social medium that that speaks volumes about her and your relationship. Yeah, man. I mean, like <clears throat> I got an email a couple of uh, weeks ago from from Apple Podcasts, and we are the 119th couples podcast, and I'm like, yeah, 119th. Hell yeah, you know, like. Man, like, uh, like I didn't think too much of it. I only did it just because, like, I love podcasting, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then just when I just got that, I'm like, oh, man, that's cool, man. But, uh, like, I'm looking to, like, do uh, expand a little bit more in the podcast realm. So, mm -hmm. like, uh, I want to, you know, see if we can build a mini community 
with podcasters and see if we can like cross paths with each other, you know, make our mm -hmm. own mini MCE universe, you know, the Marvel universe, but with podcasters, you know, and then we'll like, you know, at the end of the year, we'll have like a massive podcast where we have every single person from different show on the mm -hmm. podcast and we'll have like a mini end game moment and people are like, oh my God, this is a lot of people for one podcast. And we're like, yeah, this is, this is a podcast game, son, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what it's going to take in order for me to, to ever get this thing off the ground. It, it, like I said, it's, it's not my motivation and I'm not trying to get famous. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't really get off on likes and, and um, whatever thumbs ups or, yeah, or whatever because yeah. I don't I can't depend on them I uh, mm. too much time will pass before I ever get any feedback from anybody and, and yeah, yeah. if I if I based my uh, my the, the value of what I'm doing on on what I perceived other people to, to be about my stuff I, I would shut I'd flush it and, mm. and I would never face the public but that's just not that's not why I'm doing it, and I'm, and you know I enjoy it again. So, um, but it is going to take something like some. I'm going to have to infiltrate the community a little bit better. There is a there's an expo in America called the okay. Rockin' Podcast or the Rockin' Pod Convention, and okay. I think it's for guys or people who um, produce podcasters and musicians and, and people that produce music based um, podcasts which this is a largely it's largely musical we mm. we could all at the drop of a hat we could be reviewing an album that we like but you know so we, we would fit in that in that category there's a handful of other podcasts that I've got connections with that you know we, we've got a good thing between the two of us, but other than that, I'm I'm largely unknown, and um, and I'm good with that for now. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to grow a little bit, you know. But again, this has only been my first year. Uh, in fact, I celebrate the anniversary on January the. Oh, let's see, is it the January the? This is important, so I'll I'll go ahead and. The pilot episode was January the tenth. Okay, I'm oh, not. I'm good. not gonna make my fifty-two episodes by January the tenth, like I had hoped. <laughs> but I'm at about forty-eight. You know, this, hey, that's not bad. That's uh, not bad. I mean, and again, I don't do them weekly. Hmm. Uh, far from it. I usually wind up doing double headers. Like tonight, I'm gonna have a double header. You yeah, know, for, sure, for sure. Unfortunately. You know, I'm not going to be able to get you on with Sam, which I had hoped. Because mm. what this is, it's a little bit of synergy. And what is synergy? It's what happens when people get together and start, you know, throwing ideas up against the wall, bouncing ideas off of each other. And I say this, that it's not, I didn't make it up, but synergy is where the sum is greater than the, or the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And that's, yeah, yeah. that's where you've something bigger has come out of um, just what you brought to the table, what you and whoever brought to the table. Now you've created something much bigger. 
Oh, I like it. I like it. That's that's like I was wondering, like, what, why? What's what's with the synergy name? I'm trying to think of. I I, I came in not thinking too much of it, but now that you've really broken it down, I'm like, oh damn, I really want to be. Uh, I want to come back to this podcast and uh, like for another time, you know? Because like, sure. oh, man, like, I, I really love being around creative people, and also my goal for this year is to reach out and be friends with a bunch of other creative people as well, and just mm. so. You know, I can get myself back out there. I mean, like a couple of years ago, I became an introvert mm-hmm. and I really like shut myself off from like other creative people. And now it's a lot, and like, especially with two years where we were in constant lockdowns, mm-hmm. it was really, really hard to get out of that introvert state where I wanted to collaborate with people because, you know, like we're in lockdown, we can't actually do anything. And you know, like what I was, I was also going to work on a, a documentary mm-hmm. called How to Kill an Artist, which mm-hmm. was literally like my my criticism on the on the australian lockdowns because you know what was deemed essential and what's not essential was kind of bullshit Mm -hmm. what i thought right at the time Mm -hmm. because you know liquor stores casinos and stuff that's essential for some reason Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. the creative stuff is not essential and i was thinking people need creative like need creativity they need you know because like through the history of mankind, like especially like filmmaking side of things, like storytelling and visual art has always been a driving force for mankind to tell stories, right? Especially music, yeah. they like they come around the campfire, they like they they sing songs of like ancient like gods and stuff, right? Yeah. Like art was always been an essential part of human history, even human evolution as well. So like with the government in Australia saying that, oh, art is not essential, right? So Mm. that was kind of bullshit to me because you would literally be arrested if you were out filming something, right? Because that's not essential and you should be indoors doing lock, you know, for the lockdown. And I was like, fuck, this is bullshit. I even like encountered with, like had a bad encounter with a police officer just for me, you know, doing a vlog outside while I was doing my job because you know, exercise is essential, you know, like five, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, as long as you're doing 5k kilometers around your house, like that, that's basically the amount of exercises you're meant to have, right? So I decided uh-huh. to bring the camera out with me and I was just, you know, filming my thing. And then a cop came up to me, he's like, oh, you can't be doing that. And I'm like, why? And then he's like, oh, you, it's not essential to, to do what you're doing. And I'm like, I'm going for a fucking walk, man. Are you kidding? But like, yeah, man, it was kind of bullshit. Like, but like, oh, look, that's. Like, I, I understand, you know, following orders and shit, but man, like, you, you can't just stump art, you know, over a fucking liquor store. Like, this is bullshit. And then it's like, you can see the priorities of, especially like the Australian government, where they're like, you know, they, their priorities all over the place. And they're literally ran by children, like, just the politics. But, you know, that's like, you know, I try not to get very political, but I think the Australian government's a little bit fucked right now, but... <laughs> it sounds like it. I, yeah, so, um... It's uh, not not very good, but, you know, look, I, I try not to get political, but look, like... You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I, I just don't like just political aspects of things, just because, like, it's just... They're just children in power, and it's just... It's just not even... It doesn't benefit anyone in the country, but... You know the politicians themselves because of like they're all come from like privilege they're privileged white people basically right mm-hmm. and they they come from like high-end people and literally one of the 
one of the people in the in politics right now they're like you know oh we're rich i don't know why these poor people on the street i don't know why these homeless people can't get a job and stuff and it's just like they haven't they haven't like hit rock bottom to make that comment you know and it's just like what it's kind of bullshit like especially like with how they're selecting people to be in power kind of thing because if you look at like the australian politics as a whole they're all white people there's not a single ethnicity that's in power right now in politics right now and it's kind of like you know you can't like i just hate when they like try to play the race card because it's like you literally have no (laughs) you've got no one that's like different ethnicity in parliament or in politics right now so like what the fuck are you do you literally have one person that's a literal racist on the on the politic on the political scale and it's like like you like it's it's just like it's just nothing but children i just can't say anything else about it but yeah but that's my political rant right there i'm just gonna what kind of a what kind of a government do you is it a democracy in australia i don't, yeah, I don't it's, know it's, it's meant to be a, it's meant to be a democracy <clears throat> Well, we're ran by children. I don't know. Like it's we're, we're literally trying to copy whatever America's doing, but oh. we're just doing it. Why? It's not working yeah. here, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Oh yeah, my god. No. No, yeah, no, no, it's no. um not like look like there there is some politicians that I'm friends with that like they they do good things for like my community at least, right? But like mm-hmm. for the country as a whole, it's just. You literally got one person, uh, uh, this is going to be up south in New South Wales or where Sydney is, where a YouTuber is just got arrested for calling a politician a Italian fuck, fuckwit, right? And if you, and, and politicians are like, you're a person in power. How, how are you so offended by a, a YouTuber, right? And it's mm. like, people in power in politics, especially in Australia, like, they have they don't have a tough they don't have a tough skin like you literally call them fat and then they'll call the police on you and it's like <laughs> what the fuck you know like uh, like i think um this guy also like he also called one of the other women in power like she's like probably one of the most like whiny little bitches you can ever uh, hear of and she literally went on twitter and was like oh my god this youtuber called me a bitch i'm so offended and i'm like you literally have you're literally in power like you're in politics yeah. How are you letting just cancel that guy yeah <laughs> and like now this guy is a comedian right and the, the um, problem i have with this is if they are able to arrest people who are just making fun of like politicians it means like they're suppressing our freedom of speech okay you know like yeah. our speech of, of, you know it's like if I just had, it's even worse because it's like if I had a criticism on the on the on like politics, then am I going to be arrested because I have criticism on politicians, right? And it's just like you just you just can't say anything anymore nowadays in in Australia. Mm. But like, you know, look like with me, I try to be a very like uh, I, I, you know uh, calm and collective person, and I try to be friends with everybody. But just like politicians, man, like fuck them. <laughs> Yeah. Fortunately, uh, here we're not, I don't know what the population's like in Australia. It seems, I'd like to hear more about Australia because it seems like a fascinating place. Is it mostly bush and, and <laughs> desert? I get uh, that all the time. Uh, yeah. nah, I mean, I mean, if you get towards like 
central Australia and towards the western side of Australia. Mm-hmm. That's all bush and like all your typical, uh, you know, uh, down under thing. Like mm-hmm. uh, I don't, we don't ride kangaroos, uh, <laughs> as people may think. <laughs> Um, we do have a lot of deadly animals here, like uh, oh, yeah. a lot of snakes, spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are very fun to encounter. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Um, but when you get towards like your Queensland, Sydney, Melbourne area, those are like very city hot populated. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you, but like when you get towards like your, you know, central Australia and towards the west, it's like very, very deserty, but mm-hmm. very fun for camping. If you, mm-hmm. you want to go four wheel driving or camping and stuff, oh man. Like you just can't, you just, you just can't, uh, what's it called? Uh, you, you, you have a lot to explore in the Australian outback, but uh, yeah, like uh, I, rem- I just remembered a story. Like now you bring in, uh, now I thought about uh, uh, we call, uh, to- uh, animals that are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a little kid, I always saw myself as Asian Steve Owen. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, I always wanted to. I watched all the documentaries on Steve Owen. I read all the books of Steve Owen. So I decided to uh, go into the bushes and look for myself. Was uh, I, I decided to look for some snakes. Mm-hmm. So my friend and I at the time, we we found a snake and we we boxed it up and we we uh, we built an enclosure for it at, at my friend's house at the time. And we we're like, oh man, like we gotta feed the snake and stuff. We want to make it our own snake. I think the snake was named Jerry or something, mm-hmm. but like we were like we fed it like we tried we we didn't know what snakes ate at the time, so we tried to give it bananas, <laughs> give it some lettuce. We gave it lettuce. <laughs> we gave it whatever you could, and then we, we were like, oh shit, yeah, the carnivals, right? And then mm-hmm. we 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 gave it some rats. It, it, it ate that pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks later, like I went over to my friend's house and we were like you know playing video games and stuff. And then after that, we we checked the enclosure and the snake's gone. And we're like, oh shit, this could be bad, right? <laughs> so we try to look around for it. It could not find the snake at all, right? And mm-hmm. then we just didn't think too much of it. Then a year later, my friend moves out of the house. So basically, that snake's probably still there <laughs> at this very point. And that snake story also brought me back to an, uh, another story where when I was eight years old, uh, Australia, we have lizards and like reptiles yeah. that always so, yeah, ends up in to. your backyard, right? So yeah. I had a, there was this blue tongue lizard that was uh, in my backyard at the time. And I was like, oh, this is cool, right? I picked it up, right? And we started having a bit of a connection. I was like, oh my God, I'm literally holding a dinosaur in my hand. Right? Yeah, yeah. And me being an idiot at the time, I thought that cold-blooded animals, you know, could survive the cold, right? Uh-huh. So I decided to put this, <laughs> it was a very hot day. And my lizard was just sitting on a rock and it was like, you know, absorbing the sun. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to get sunburned. <laughs> so I put the lizard in the freezer. Oh and I was like, don't worry, you got this, my friend. Right? And, then it, it, and then like two weeks later, my grandpa opens the freezer and he sees like a frozen lizard in there. He's like, he's laughing at it. And he, can't, he brings me down. He's like, hey, Ben, look. And then I was like, I'm fucking bawling my eyes out. Like, oh my God, my lizard died. And then he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a cold-blooded, you idiot. And I'm like, ah, man. Yeah, so that, uh, that's why I never, uh, I could never own a reptile because, you know, I've, I've been pretty, <laughs> pretty scarred from, from that event. So that's always fun. I live in but Florida. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know where Florida is. As oh, yeah, as, I, used to, yeah. Uh, I used to live in Florida for three months when I, was right? a little, when I was a little bit younger, but didn't work out for my family but yeah yeah 
Cool. Yeah. We, uh, I, I hear Florida's uh, uh, got a lot of crocodiles. We do. We do. Well, alligators, not crocs. Alligator, that's it. That's yeah. It. Crocs are uh, a bit more intimidating than... Uh, <laughs> they're, they're more like a, a lion is to a house cat versus that's what a uh, croc is to a Florida alligator. Yeah, for sure. They're still deadly. You know, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but they're, they're just... Uh, they, they do their thing and you know best not to mess with them. They have been known to show up in backyards. They can climb fence, uh, chain link fences and stuff like that. They will eat your dog. Um, but yeah, I've had a few snakes and someone down the road a couple of years ago, uh, speaking of snakes getting out, somebody was a exotic snake collector. They had a, a Indian Cobra get loose. Oh shit, yeah. They, they had helicopters looking for that snake. That snake, is you know i figure that snake is probably intermingled and interbred with the local python population by now and there's there's some highly venomous python hybrids that are yeah, going to show up those, in the yeah those are not to be fucked with no god no god no yeah but like like with me like when i see snakes i find them pretty cute but like when you get close to them and they start hissing at you you're like ah oh, fuck the devil, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh man, like, uh, I just love uh, animals. Animals oh, yeah. are, just, are just amazing. Like, I know that, like, especially like with, with my dog, like mm. sometimes like I'll have a bad day and just that dog's present being there is just enough for you to just have a relaxing. It's, I think animals in, in general just have that, like, because I'm, I'm a little bit spiritual myself. And they've just got like this, a spiritual element to them that really like, calms you down and i hear it also cats also like protects you from like evil spirits as well so i'm like well, very you're in a good place a you're in yeah. a good place right now because uh, this is synergy is also a spiritual energy oh very good i like it <laughs> here's my dog where'd you go there's my dog she's right there bella bella say hi oh very good i don't know if you can see hey. her She's my uh, brindle. She's uh, she's half pit and half uh, lab or boxer. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a boxer. Oh yeah. man, those those dogs are just amazing dogs. Like you, if you if you're active all the time, they'll they'll like really like uh, compliment you in that aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's very uh, hyper's not the not a good word for it because she's not hyper. She's uh, She's just got she's just got lots of uh, directed energy, you know, mm-hmm. and and she's very protective. Uh, she's been going nuts trying to protect me and the family from the uh, from the fireworks over the past few days. Yeah, know. for sure, for sure. Y'all sell y'all's New Year's the same as ours, right? Yeah, it's just in Melbourne we uh, we we didn't have that many fireworks. We had like backyard fireworks, mm-hmm. but like. The usual traditional, you know, annual firework extravaganza didn't was like non-existent mm-hmm. because you know I don't know why they. I was expecting to see fireworks this year, but I saw no fireworks in the city. So, but then there was like fireworks in like people's backyards. So I was like, fuck, how come people's backyard fireworks are better than the trad- annual city fireworks? But then. You just have to turn on the TV to Sydney, and then you'll see a bunch of fireworks there. But mm-hmm. oh man, like 
Oh, I've never been so disappointed in Melbourne fireworks in like a long time. <laughs> yeah, I was I was anticipating a huge uh, display because I work till eleven o'clock. I work from home, and yeah. I work I work till eleven fifteen at night. So building up to it, I worked New Year's Eve, and I was expecting anticipating something really grand. Well, everybody shot their wad building up to midnight because when midnight came, there was no city sponsored. Uh, like you're talking about, they didn't, mm. they didn't do it this year because of the super flu or the cold or, or the, which you don't like to say COVID. We call it COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't make it up. There's a, there's a, um, another, you, you like indie label stuff. You should check out Annie Hardy. I don't know if you've ever heard of Annie Hardy. You should, uh, yes, definitely send it to me through the Instagram. I'll I will. definitely check it out. I will, I'll, and I'll send a copy of the uh, the episode that she did with us. It was she was our first big big time guest, like Ooh, uh, very good rec- record label guest, and she does her own podcast called Empath of Least Resistance, and she is. Oh, I love I love when people just give me new podcasts to listen to. I fucking love podcasts. Like, oh my god, like you have no idea because sometimes I'll be driving. I'll just turn off the radio and I'll just listen to podcasting. Like they, oh, it's just like even if you're on the road by yourself, mm-hmm. you just listen to a good podcast. You just feel like they're just there with you. Definitely. Like I remember, I got lost in the Australian outback. I was driving and I was like, I don't need a map. And then I got lost and I was like, fuck. And then I just chucked on a podcast and I was just listening to it and I just found, somehow found my way back home. But oh wow. man, yeah. <laughs> other than uh, other than you, my uh, the only other inner. Uh, continental guest I've had or not no, no you're intercontinental because we're we you mark the worldwide uh, leap for synergy but I did have another uh, record label guest um, and I'll send him to you as well his name is Jordan Zadarozny from Blinker the Star from Canada and he, he okay. gave yeah he gave me a really good description of really felt like what Canada what it must be like to be in Canada because mm-hmm. yeah, okay. yeah, it's it's good to uh, depart, even if it's just for a minute. It's good to to leave your 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 comfort zone, and because uh, a podcast is a virtual experience, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It is. It's other other otherwise, it's just a, a couple of guys with a microphone and a tape recorder, you know. Mm-hmm. Just because you know what I mean. It's uh, it, it's. Uh, well, like you said, it's a it's a conversation that you can take part in if you choose, uh, if you're yeah. listening, uh, and if you connect. That's why I, I, I hate for, I hate to look at my uh, my uh, demographics or my uh, analytics and see that, that people have have gotten bored and and turned it off because I, I always try to whenever I'm listening to a podcast I give it the whole I, I listen from start to finish because. Hmm. There's going to be pregnant pauses. There's going to be lapses. There's going to be times where people, if it's real, where where they just go off into the into unfamiliar or uninteresting territory. But you know what I mean. The the whole if it's worth it, you know, you listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like in this podcast in particular, there's a lot of value and a lot of like, let like uh, yeah, a lot of values and a lot of like. Um, a lot of things that they can get out of this podcast, like in this very podcast that we're, we're doing right now, like mm-hmm. I, I feel like they'll definitely get a lot out of it just from listening to like, I know every time I listen to a podcast, even if it's a podcast about fighting and shitting, I still get a lot of, a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, cause like 
with me, I, I just like listening to people. And I, I also hear, uh, I remember when I was going through a, a bit, I got a, a good friend of mine who told me like, you know, humans, we're social beings, you know? So mm. we need a sense of like, you know, um, what do you call it? Like just a sense of like, you know, um, community in a sense. And yeah. I feel like with podcasting, you, you can give that yeah. sense of community to people. And, you know, like, like it's pretty cool because it's just like we're just a bunch of dudes just having a good yeah. time. And, like, if you feel like you can enjoy the podcast and you can be a part of it, then, you know, that's our job done, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, a lot of my audience is people that I've known growing up. And, uh, yeah, for sure. But the funny thing is, is, is they're some of the hardest people to get on the podcast too. Um, <laughs> I've, I've invited more people and, and they've ghosted me completely. Cause yeah, yeah. Completely ghosted me because <laughs> I don't know if it's if they don't if they don't want to be part of it or if they're just camera shy or, mm -hmm. or what. I don't know. I don't. I try not to read too much into it because I I would get my feelings hurt with that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you, man. I get you. But, you know, as long as you, like, you just keep at it, man, like, you'll find your audience somewhere. It's like, especially like me jumping onto a new, like, platform like Twitch. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm literally just going on there just to just do whatever I want to do. And mm -hmm. just, if I build an audience in that way through Twitch, where I just, you know, play the games I want to play or do the stuff I want to do on Twitch, you know, like, if I get an audience that way, then that's the audience that I'm going to cater to and... Mm -hmm. That's it, because like I'm not gonna be a sellout and like play all the popular games or do all the popular trends and all that. Like that's not me, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm because like I feel like the people that do all the popular trends and stuff, they're all they're essentially sheep to the the machine kind of thing, and yeah. it's like especially TikTok. That is a machine that's building trends for people to follow, mm. and it could be the most stupidest trend but people will still get on it and they'll get views and then, you know, they'll, that's where all the sponsorships and stuff, they'll look at it and be like, oh my God, these guys are getting views. All right, let's go and uh, sponsor these people, right? And then, you know, they make their money that way. And it's just like, it's such a cheap and such a like manufactured way of just, you know, making content. And it's just like the creativity is not, not, not there anymore, you know? Yeah, and views and likes and loves and whatever I mean, that shit's addictive you know yeah yeah I, like yeah man like i i know a bunch of like uh i call them douche tubers or douchebag <laughs> douche mm -hmm. tiktokers mm -hmm. man like they're just like a bunch of like insufferable douchebags like they they do these trends they they like it's i get like with me because like the way i see it is they're putting on a persona right because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i guarantee you behind, when the cameras are off they're they're just pussies because yeah, like yeah. in front of the cameras they act like oh I'm an alpha male look mm -hmm. at this look at my jawline you know you know I got a twenty inch penis you know yeah. like, they just you know they shove their content down your throat they do all these stupid ass trends and then after that when the cameras are off I guarantee you they like like you know they have a non existent penis they're like mm. you know they they're just just a bunch of little pussies that just you know, hiding in the mom's basement. That's what oh, I, that's how I see it. But you nailed you know. it. You nailed one in particular and I'm going to call him out. I'm not going to call him out by name, but, um, a certain YouTuber, um, who does not support my channel and I don't, by support, I don't mean monetarily. I mean, don't 
don't look at, don't doesn't care about anything other than their YouTube channel. They've been YouTubing for quite some time. And I, I was, a, this guy was my partner uh, back when I used to do HVAC work, uh, mm. AC. And, um, and yeah, uh, he, he was a narcissist, uh, a YouTube narcissist. Uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah. he, would, he would hook his phone up to our little work stereo and all day long, you know, you would hear the little ching, ching. And every time it did, he, he, he'd light up because that would mean somebody liked his content. Oh, well, man. The, the dude's 10 years younger than me and he's talking about toys. He's, he's a collector of uh, action figures and toys and shit like mm -hmm. that. And, and, and okay, that's fine. You know, I, I, I think it's kind of asinine. I think it's, and it's from a spiritual standpoint, I think it's idolatry. But mm -hmm. okay, let's just leave it at that. Um, this is his life. And you talk about, they, they put on like their alpha males, yeah. Uh, we're the bros <laughs> and off camera um, just addicted totally addicted to YouTube because mm. you can see it I, I see it everywhere man and it's mm -hmm. bad it's like such bad because like essentially you, you this is why I don't like YouTube is because like who who's the audience for these type of content right mm -hmm. and what's worse is that these audience these type of content is targeted for kids right and because the thing is, because these YouTubers are smart, right? Then I'm not yeah. saying they're dumb. I just think they're idiots. But yeah. like on, on their platforms, they're, they're able to, because on YouTube, you can like make your content available for kids, right? Like mm -hmm. accessible for kids and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So these douche tubers, they make these dumbass content and they're going to get views because kids are watching it, right? Mm -hmm. And what I hate about their content is the things that the message that they're sending in their content isn't for kids. And the, right. the kids are going to watch it. And they're going to get influenced by them because mm -hmm. they're such a big YouTuber. They're like, kids are like, oh, I like that guy, right? And, you know, these, these guys, like, there's, there was one video which really pissed me off was, uh, you know, uh, Logan Paul a couple years ago. He, he filmed a, a dead body in the, one of the Japanese forests. Mm -hmm. And all these kids, all these kids that watch this guy, they're like, you know, like, they're supporting him. And when YouTube were like saying like, oh, when other... YouTube uh, content creators, they called him out on it like, you shouldn't be filming dead bodies, you know, on YouTube, right? You shouldn't be doing that. You know, Logan Paul took down the video, of course. But these kids started defending him being like, oh, it's just a dead body, you know? Go like, on, how he's, was he supposed to know? And I'm like, that guy literally had a camera. You could have turned the camera off and not even filmed that. But he decided yeah. to film it and put it on YouTube and yeah. then make all this drama about it. Like, look, I think, like, Logan Paul now, he's, like, kind of humbled himself a little bit more now because, mm -hmm. like, He'd been called out on things and stuff so i can respect him in that aspect where like you know you accept your flaws right and you just yeah. move on but like yeah. these other youtubers like these douchebag tubers these douche tubers i say like they like just they their content is just so fake and so manufactured to the point where i i personally can't enjoy the content because like every time i try to see it from start to finish I just can't watch it. Like I appreciate mm. art and I appreciate content creating, but just whatever they're creating, it's just not, it's not good content. And if they're showing these things to kids, man, I just worried for these kids because like so, some of these kids, like, especially in Australia, they've got shitty attitudes mm -hmm. and they get these attitudes from like either the music they're listening to or from like the content they're watching. And it's even worse now. Cause like the parents, like parents nowadays, they, they just chuck an iPad in front of the kid. 
and that's the iPad literally raises the kid. Raises up the child, things. right? Yeah, and I yeah. hate that, man. Because I remember when I was a, when I was a little bit younger, like there was no iPad, there was no you know um, mm-hmm. like uh, no phones and stuff. You know, you're fucking you're watching Thomas the Tank Engine, all right? Yeah. Here it is, Thomas the Tank Engine for an hour, and then you're gonna do your math homework. That was like literally what I was like growing up with. But mm-hmm. nowadays, like fuck, man, like my little cousins, they're all watching stuff on iPads, or, uh, like you know they. They're all on their iPhones, like trying to like you know go on TikTok and stuff. And I'm like, man, like, like I don't know. Oh man, on. you know how many times I get calls from parents and they're like, somebody's hacked my account. And I, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, look. I can tell you ahead of time, and I'm gonna look at your account, and we're gonna trace these transactions, and it's gonna go back to your eight year old. And I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I had one customer who had hundreds of thousands of in-app purchases that I had to try and sort through and I couldn't I couldn't help her because so much there had been so much uh so many charges and it'd been going on for months like yeah man I couldn't even get one day passed in the in the I couldn't go back one day before I hit the limit of what I could help with I had to tell her you got to call your bank ma'am that's the only, and I can't believe it. It had been going on for months. I'm like, I can't believe yeah, you're just now seeing this. Yeah, because like I noticed now, like uh, like especially a lot of parents, man, they're like they just give in to the kids. Mm-hmm. Like it's bad, man. It's real bad. Because like you know, like I remember uh, um, my ex girlfriend. She's mm-hmm. one of these cases where her parents just couldn't. She she refused. To take the note that she refuses to take no for an answer mm-hmm. and the parents just give in so basically she literally gets everything handed to her because she just doesn't want to work for it or yeah. like you know she like she's got that power over the parents and the parents just they yeah. just give in and they just give her whatever she wants and that's just bad man because in that way like you literally build like narcissistic people mm-hmm. out of that out of like you know that way of you know parenting it's just bad man because like especially in the real world man like if you get rejected from a job, man, that's a no for an answer. And then you're going to bitch and moan about it. You know, mm-hmm. like how no one else is want to want to hire you. Cause like, yeah, you just, you know, you just got that shitty vibe off you and it's just, it's just shitty, man. And yeah. also like, and the worst thing is like these YouTubers on like on the YouTube platform, they're the ones that are also promoting this type of lifestyle as well. Like, it's okay to be a narcissist kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then now all of a sudden narcissist narcissism, like, look, I get, you know, like, you know, like right now, because I feel like everything's just going, everything's just being chucked on a spectrum kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like depression is now on a spectrum. Uh, anxiety is now on a, on a spectrum, right? And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden I was reading through and now a narcissism is on a spectrum now. What? And I'm like, yeah, right? Look, and like, I remember I was on the wisdom app. I was talking to uh, one of this other person that decided to be a guest and she was saying like, oh, I'm helping people who are narcissism because it's on the, on the autistic spectrum. And I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> hold up, hold up. I did not just hear that, right? And she's like, oh, you have to, you have to understand narcissism and stuff. You have to accept it. And I'm like, all right, all right, then I'm just going to let you talk, right? But that's it, you know, because like, I just can't, like, a narcissist will always be a narcissist, you know? Yeah. There's no way around it. No, you're because, right. Because if you, a... And the thing is, like, my girlfriend, she, uh, she works in, like, a psych ward. Mm-hmm. And she's dealt with narcissistic people in the mm-hmm. psych ward, and you can't change them. You can't. There's nothing you can do because that's how they've always been, and they just they just can't have their way. And 
I think once she had like hot coffee thrown at her mm-hmm. because it wasn't the right coffee for that person. And yeah. it's just like, what the and fuck? See, here's what's dangerous. We, we tackled narcissism on one of our early episodes and, um, and we had a wonderful guest. Um, shout out Amy Rosado Novakova to you. Hope to get you back on soon. At least for season two, I'd like to see you on here. Anyway, uh, we tackled narcissism as, and um, we we learned, uh, or we, we unearthed this little factoid that uh, narcissism and empathy, are, are they're mutually excuse, exclusive. A narcissist does not feel true empathy. However, a narcissist can learn empathy if it can forward their motives. And so yeah, that's a sure. that's a scary yeah. thing. If you think you're making headway with a narcissist because they're showing some empathy, yeah, man. Because like that, that, like they they're very good at manipulating, though. Yes, like I, I've I've known too many for me to the point where like if even if, if they try anything on me, like I can already see through it, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, nah, that's not gonna work on me, kind of thing. But nah, it's a very interesting, very interesting talk. I just realized the time that I, that's I probably cool, man. need to get going soon. But but thanks for having me on, my man. Because like. And I really do enjoy this type of conversation and I'm looking forward to be on another podcast with you, my man. Certainly. If, yeah. And I'll tell you what, if you, if you indeed do a, a couples thing, I mean, I'm, I got a wife, we could, we could yes. certainly. Absolutely. I'll, I'll definitely like, uh, I've been wanting to get guests on my podcast with my girlfriend for, mm-hmm. for a while. Cause you know, like it's, it's just fun just to hear things from different people. And I just love conversations. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I appreciate, you know, you, you're working through the time difference here with me, my man. What time is it there? You said about 9 o'clock right in the now morning? It's roughly around 10.30, so, a. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. In the That's crazy. Yeah, man. And it's tomorrow. It's Monday. Yeah, yeah. I'm living in the future, <laughs> my man. That's the way I like to think of it, because i got people, in friends in America that's just like, like every time I'm in the like, you know, especially when we were like, you know, the New Year's happened, you guys were still like yeah. yesterday. So yeah. I'm like, I'm living in the future. What's it like, you know, in 2021? And they're like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. <laughs> okay. I sent you that track. I sent you, well, I'm going to send you the link to the night's episode when I get it produced. Um, yeah, for sure. Reprodu- or repost if you like. That'd be great if mm. you want to. Um, and I also sent you a copy of that track that we were talking about that the production companies, the record label's yeah, looking at. So, um, yeah, for, but for now, um, Synergy out. Cheer, cheer. Cool, my man. I will... Uh...